Donald Jeffries. Donald Jeffries. Author of Hidden History and Survival of the Richest. Host of the Donald Jeffries Show. Billy Ray Valentine. Billy Ray Valentine. Host of the Infinite Fringe Podcast. Researcher, truth seeker from the Bronx, New York. Tony Arterburn. Tony Arterburn. Radio host, combat veteran, precious metals analyst, and alt historian. Together, they take on the headlines of the week, decode the disinformation, and plow through the mainstream propaganda. Unauthorized, unscripted, and unintimidated. Unintimidated. This is America Unplugged. All right, unauthorized, unscripted, unafraid, unjabbed. Unreal sometimes. <laughs> I was going to say unreal. Unreal sometimes. So we have the legendary Don Jeffries here with us, ladies and gentlemen. As always, this is America Unplugged. Uh, Billy Ray Valentine is absent today. He he had to get out of the house. He got a bonus at work, and he's going to buy as many of the new Trump sneakers as possible. He's going to hold them. You know, he's going to vacuum seal them, uh, preserve them for all time, and uh, we wish him well on his journey. Hopefully, he'll be back next week to tell us the tale. <laughs> well, I want to talk about that a little bit, Don, as we open up. Uh, I was talking to Billy yeah. off air, and, and unfortunately, he couldn't make it, and he said, uh, cover the Trump sneakers. And to, to, to be honest, I've been in Mexico as a, a speaking in Anarchapoco, and uh, I, I kind of I saw the the blurbs and the headlines. And honestly, anything that has Trump on it now, it like it hits my my ocular vision, and I just it just immediately bounces back. I, I don't I don't cover it as well as I used to, but I looked into it, and so three hundred dollars a shoe or, or or a pair for a pair of shoes that are. I guess dipped in gold. Uh, there was one outlet that was saying that Trump could be exposed to lawsuits because of it. Uh, I mean, what, 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 what's new there? But are you going to get a pair of the Trump sneakers, Don? Oh, no, I've, I've always uh, followed the philosophy that I don't want to wear any shoes that someone might kill me for. So uh, I don't know if anybody would kill you for Trump shoes, but back in the day when you had the Air Jordans and I said, you know what, you know what? Uh, tennis I always bought the cheapest pair and people would make fun of me. I said, I am sorry, man. They feel fine to me. And I don't want to be walking around just like I wouldn't buy a, uh, you know, a Maserati or something. One of these cars where, you know, somebody could kill you to hijack it. I drive my little Toyota Prius. I don't think anybody's going to hijack me for it. And uh, so uh, I prefer to be safe, but yeah, I, I, I saw them. They're very gold. And does he actually claim they're? He can't claim they're actually dipped in gold. Is that is that the claim? <laughs> I don't. They're, they're spray. They're sprayed on. Is there? Is it edible gold? A lot of these uh, high end restaurants for the hoity toits. They have uh, edible gold now. Is it made in? I, th I think I heard they were made in Mexico or China, which would. Make, I mean, all, all tennis shoes are made there, so I don't. I don't know why his wouldn't be, but uh, it might. He might have had a point if he if he. If he made them in America and can advertise there, you know, we opened up a, another factory in Detroit and bombed out Detroit and we're going to make them there. And then maybe he could, uh, I don't know what they would cost then, I guess. But uh, yeah, I, I saw it, but it's, and it's, you know, the reaction is what you'd expect. Everybody that hates Trump is going apoplectic. Oh my God, I'm going to, I'll buy them and burn them in the street. You know, that kind of, and everybody that loves them, you know, they, they want to wear them and the, to go with their uh, MAGA hats. Well, I, I think uh, in, in light of the, the shoes hitting the market, I think we should introduce the America Unplugged safety helmet for those who are buying the shoes. If you buy the <laughs> shoes, you're probably a danger to yourself and others. We're going to get you a, the America Unplugged safety helmet <laughs> yes. for your own protection. I, I don't claim that it'll be, I think it'll be too expensive for us uh, to dip in gold, but maybe silver. Maybe we'll give you so, to protect your from vampires as well. Werewolves, yeah. Oh, yeah, it's true. You don't want to, I mean, because that's the, I mean, I knew lots of people in my neighborhood uh, that were afraid to put a Trump sign up in the yard uh, because they didn't want to vandalize. And uh, so, and, you know, almost everybody, you got to have real balls to wear a MAGA hat. And so, yeah, you wear those gold shoes. If they're distinctive enough so people can tell what they are, or maybe if you just wear, just like if you wear any rat, red hat now, you could it could be dangerous because people just think it's a MAGA hat. Same thing. If you have a gold pair of shoes, might not be Trump shoes, but if people see it, it might get triggered. 
I don't know, Don. I mean, Jesse Smollett showed us that uh, downtown Chicago at 1 a.m. is MAGA country. I don't know. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> That's right. You, you got be, the memo. You should be safe. Yeah, at Chicago in the middle of the night. Sure. You're going to wear your Trump shoes. <laughs> well, I starting with the Trump sneakers and other absurdities, uh, you're writing a new article and putting some stuff out on Substack. Uh, let's talk about this, uh, this prosecutor in Georgia, this unraveling... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> this, this, this dumpster fire you want to take a load off fanny <laughs> yeah uh fanny willis but well, I, I i am she she inspired this and i it's ready to hit the presses i gotta proofread it again but um it's and it was it's kind of a combination of two things it was the fanny willis just seeing her and just uh, again I, I don't know why it's like watching a train wreck or something you know it's it says there's a a lurid fascination with it but this woman is just, I've, I've never i'm used to you know seeing maybe some black public officials uh, mixing the plurals and singulars up and things that irritate me as a stickler for the English language. I think that someone in a position of uh, uh, you know, public responsibility ought to be able to speak the language correctly. I think that's the least we could ask. But uh, this woman gives Newman, and I said, I, people know my history. I was a blue collar worker, uh, late seventies through the eighties. And uh, I worked with hundreds and hundreds of, I was like the lone white many times in the whole floor that was on and uh so i i i was immersed in black culture you know for good and bad lots of positives to it i enjoyed working around them mostly i mean because you know we all had a, a shared hostility for the man so that was good you know we all, we all, we all hated we, nobody liked management but you know when i look at this i'm saying i knew lots of housekeepers and laundry workers uh, women who were uh probably better spoken than fanny willis is we're working then we're making a pittance i mean they, if you had suggested that hey you know you should go to law school i mean they would have been like what what are you talking about go mop the floor you know but uh that's where we are this woman went to law school and supposedly you know it, it, supposedly and i would like to have seen her her exams again because she just she drips stupidity or just ignorance whatever you want to call it and uh she has a, if you watch the, the testimony it's unbelievable she has the whole ghetto persona I mean, she's keeping it real. I mean, she's throwing papers around. She's calling the the white woman uh, that's, uh, you know, uh, questioning her. She called her a liar over and over again. And the ridiculous white cuck judge that is sitting there, McAfee, he's not John McAfee, who they murdered, but uh, this is somewhat Scott McAfee, I think his name is. He's sitting there looking like he's scared of his own shadow. He's, he's giving her free reign. You know, judges usually, they love to bang that gavel and say contempt of court. Uh, she should have been held in contempt of court over and over again. She was ridiculous. She was screaming uh, everything about her. And this is a this is a district attorney, not to make, mention making basic grammatical errors. And, and it's, it was embarrassing to watch. And then we learned that the judge, Judge McAfee, uh, was a contributor to Fannie Willis's po uh, political campaign. And his wife contributed twice to her. So, again, we, we're used to seeing this now, where especially in cases involving Trump, where Every judge basically should recuse himself because they all have some kind of connection to Trump's, you know, opponents or something. And uh, they never do. They never do. And it used to be you would recuse yourself uh, over you know, something half as serious as that. But uh, so it's it's fascinating to watch this. And at one point, she, you know, she displayed the, the predictable uh, racism, the anti-white racism, when she said, I, I am not going to emasculate a black man. So presumably she would be okay with emasculating a non-black man but at any rate it was it's um it's fascinating to watch but it's it's again a litmus test and we fail every one of these litmus tests tony because uh it's been for decades it's 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 got nothing to do with you know her necessarily being black other than the fact she's getting away with this kind of stuff it shouldn't matter she's purple she's acting completely ridiculous and she should have been slapped down as you know people in courtrooms have been held in contempt of court for just questioning very, you know, reasonably questioning some irrational uh, decision of the judge. In this case, she's not, she's not, she's just acting completely uh, inappropriately, unprofessionally, and nothing has happened to her. And so it doesn't give me any confidence that this guy's going to do the right thing, which should be obviously like, like you know, you, you need to be gone from this case, obviously, you were, uh, you know, completely prejudiced and you had unethical. I mean, do you understand what she admitted to on the witness stand? She talked about she took eighty five hundred dollars of her camp from her last campaign and kept it. 
And then she said, I, I keep as much as $15,000, $18,000 worth of cash around my house wherever I lay my head down. What? And she couldn't say where she got the cash from. Said something like, oh, from my own sweat and tears or something. It's like, what? She didn't know what a check was. At one time, the woman asked about a check. said, what's a check? I mean, this is a district attorney. It was it was, it was, was almost surrealistic. It's almost like this is beyond comedy. You couldn't even write it, that this woman is the district attorney, and she's, she's prosecuting the former president of the United States, whatever you think of Trump. It's absolutely ludicrous, and she has gotten away with it so far, and apparently she's going to – I mean, and understand, she gave the campaign, and then she pays off this guy who she was sleeping with, uh, hires him, and he gets some of this money or some of this cash that's laying around the house that she can't. I mean, you have huge amount. And I understand a lot of us want to keep cash. And I, I don't think she's like a prepper or something. He doesn't trust the banks. I think this is more in line with what you might see with drug dealers or old time mafia stuff. That's where you see these huge courts, hordes of cash. So clearly it cries out for a real investigation and she should probably investigate it and, and uh, disbarred. But I don't think it, I, I, I look forward to seeing her being just as arrogant, uh, you know, confronting Trump on the stand. Of course, Trump will play his part too because he'll he'll, he'll fight back in his usual way, and it'll be it'll be WWE theater. But for anyone watching it, just it's it's just another um, really exclamation point <clears throat> for how far we have fallen. Because you know, it's it's not like you know the the white DAs were any less corrupt. You know, they it's it's just that at least they sounded. Like they were competent. It's like we see now with our leaders, where they can't um, they can't keep the the power up. They can't uh, plow the streets in a snowstorm, things like that. In the past, they were corrupt, but at least they were able to get those things done. At least, if you're going to be district attorney, at least sound like you <clears throat> you should have that authority. Of course, you're going to be corrupt because the system's corrupt. But so that's my point: is that not necessarily they're any more corrupt, but and of course, she, because she's so ignorant. She's she doesn't even have the common sense to realize what she's admitting to on the stand. But because she's, you know, she's not subject to the same rules and regulations as everyone else, she's probably going to get away with it. Did you see any evidence of a Soros connection to this particular district attorney? Because that seems to be a phenomenon all across the country strategically for for George. Yeah, well, that's uh, that's the rumoring, and, and Soros's name is thrown around so much. And I think sometimes, I don't know if it's documented, but we just assume that he apparently has put so much money behind so many of these kind of prosecutors that uh, <clears> a <throat> guy out in uh, was it Garcetti and people like that in California and um, others around the country that are uh, letting violent criminals go and eliminating mail for uh, bail for them while targeting politicized prosecutions of people like Trump and. Rudy Giuliani, Alex Jones, and, and, and people like that on the right, regardless of what you think of them. So uh, she fits the bill. She sure seems like it. But, you know, she got elected. So this, again, it's, what does it say if she was legitimately elected? But again, that's and it's part of what I'll be writing about <clears throat> with the, the ghettoization of America because <clears throat> our ghettoized culture, because uh, the people that are voting for her, they've been conditioned. Those black people have been conditioned to think, hey, this is what we want. We had a mayor, Marion Barry, in Washington, D.C., who was caught right. um, an undercover video. And he, sh and he should have been, you know, become the laughing stock of the world and should have never shown his face in public again because, I mean, as far as I'm saying, the bitch set me up, the bitch set me up, and all that. It just, it looks so ridiculous. He looked just, again, like all the black people I was working with back then. And, and he was the mayor of a city. But that's why he was popular because the black population is conditioned to think that's who we want in charge. We don't want Clarence Thomas or somebody like, you know, the Colin power, somebody that, that, you know, seems professional. I could talk. We want somebody who keeps it real. And so that's what you get. And, and, and Fanny, Fanny Willis, uh, whether Soros is funding or not is really, is definitely keeping it real. I was looking over at the chat and uh, Jackson T. Barrett says Soros money is just laundered Rothschild money. A absolutely. Thank you. Thank you yeah. for reminding me, Jackson. <laughs> yeah. Well, I think, yeah, I think that uh, Soros is, and, and I, I, I defended Soros one time because Alex Jones and a lot of people talk about him uh, being, uh, you know, he helped the Nazis when he's, I mean, I think we figured out he was 12 or 13 or something. And, you know, so I, I don't know how much he could have helped the Nazis at that point. So I think, I think it, it's kind of, you got to be, have some common sense. Come on. I mean, at this point, and, and the same way I defended a lot of other young Germans back then in Nazi Germany is that I would defend him as well. Is if this <clears throat> regime was half as evil as we're told it was, 
what were you supposed to do as a teenager? So I'm not going to do it and, and be killed. So, I'm, so it, I don't, I don't think it's fair to blame him <clears throat> for that, but certainly his, uh, his funding of the most awful uh, woke and anti-white projects is something that uh, we should all. You know, yeah. And that's, that's pretty much the uh, it's indicative of the, the upper 1% of 1%. They always fund socialism and Marxism on the, at the ground level. Um, and I think that creates an environment for them to continue to consolidate wealth without competition. We can go into that, but I mean, really sticking with the, the politics of this too, Don, and, and you know, you and I are, are, are Trump skeptics, agnostics, whatever. We're yeah. not, we're not yeah. caught up in the MAGA cult or anything. And I, I just yeah. look at it. I, I see that they're persecuting him. I see politically where this could lead because there is a side of this uh, fight that is playing 4D chess. I'm sorry. It's not the MAGA crowd. folks. <laughs> I mean, there, because the more you persecute Trump, the more you make him a martyr, the more that you, you know, you galvanize his base, his base makes it inevitable that he becomes the Republican nominee. Meanwhile, in the middle, if you're doing triangulations, if, if we're even, you know, how many angels can dance on the head of a pen? I'm just, I'm saying if this is not a selection, if there is still political science left in any of this, then you, there's a big swath of the middle that's never going to go for him. So there's, there's a play here that they could be making. They don't, not enough to mortally wound him, just enough to bog him down and just enough to solidify the base. And that seems to be the operation here. But I, I want to get from you, if you're looking at this, if you're looking at these prosecutions, from at what degree, Don, are these people different than, you know, because you've always had activists, whether left or right, and especially from the 1960s and onwards in the civil rights movement. I, I'll give you an example. We had a guy, and I'm, I'm, I don't know if he's still alive, but in Dallas, when I was growing up, John Wiley Price. He was a Dallas City Council. He's a very vocal Dallas City Councilman, uh, black gentleman, always out, always boycotting stuff or showing. But this is very much in the in the roots of like Jesse Jackson and some others. He was very, very uh, vocal. But you could approach him because my family had to do deals in, in downtown Dallas. We had properties there and convenience stores and real estate. And he was very much a deal maker. Like you could he was reasonable. Like he he was a he was a believer and, you know, he was an activist, but he you could get deals done. You could work with him. Like you were mentioning the corruption of the politicians in the past, but they built great cities, you know, like there yes, was yes. there was still there was yeah. still something there where, yeah, they were corrupt. And, yeah, there was Tammany Hall and all these other things, these machines. Yeah. Uh, you had uh, the Pendergast machine in Missouri here where I'm broadcasting from that put uh, Truman in office. And yes, there was a lot of the, but they built roads, you know, and they had <laughs> yeah. there, there was things that still happened. I'm wondering now if we've crossed some sort of uh, Rubicon where now these people are just absolute partisans with no, yeah, like, there's no thought of the tomorrow or no thought of, of building or anything. And so we're just kind of left with what we think we're dealing with politics as usual. And I don't know that we are, I don't know that you could, it's like they're all, almost untouchable in some way. If, if it's even remotely away from their narrative, like you can't, you can't even like enhance them with the donation is can you buy these yeah. people anymore? Or are they just been bought by partisanship? Yeah, no, I think you can. I think I, I quote that, uh, <clears throat> that saying from Jonathan Swift, who wrote Gulliver's travels from the 1700s, who taught, who joked at that time, he was a humorist too. And, uh, <clears throat> he talked about the, uh, the judges of his day being so corrupt, you, you couldn't bribe them to do the right thing. And I think that, uh, <clears throat> that's where we are today. I think that, you could look at most public officials, and I don't think you could bribe them to do the right thing. I think maybe because uh, they're aware of the powers they're up against. So let's say you uh, you could uh, I don't know you, you, Marjorie Taylor Greene or Matt Gates. What one of these one of these uh, freedom call? If you if you said okay, then I'll give you like ten million dollars if you tell the whole truth and stop holding back, you know, and just come right out, you know. And uh, I, I don't. First of all, they already have enough, maybe, so they don't need that. But I think that, again, they're aware of, well, what would be the repercussions if I did that? I may get $10 million, but I'll no longer be a congressman, maybe get killed. You know, so I think it's harder. And in terms of judges, I think they serve, um, I think they serve the unseen masters, too. I mean, let, let's let's look at this guy, McAfee. He's, it looks like he donated to mostly Republicans. So why did he and his wife, why were they, what, what did they see in Fannie Willis? This, you know, really ill-spoken kind of, you know, arrogant woman who's obviously, you know, the poster child for affirmative action. She's not remotely qualified. 
what did they see in her that they said, well, I've got to donate. I'm going to cross parties because I'm usually a Republican. Why, why are they donating her? And that's, I think that we need to ask that question is what are people seeing? We know what the black community may see in her. They see one of them and they think they're in power when, you know, of course, she's not going to do anything for them because if she gets one of them in the court, if she's prosecuting, you know, some, some black drug dealer that says, I keep $18,000 in my house. You, I, you guarantee he's not getting away with it. Same thing she's doing. But so, but they mistakenly think because she sound, they sound like them and maybe they kind of act like them that, uh, you know, she's one of us. So we'll, you know, that's what they did with Mary and Barry. Mary and Barry got reelected later to the after, after that VC member because they wanted to stick it because they, they hated the way the media was going. And so they didn't care. That, I mean, how, you know, how many people in DC were convicted and sent to prison for crack? And they didn't care. The mayor was on videotape doing it and wasn't convicted. So, that's what it's, it's just amazing to me that this stuff goes on and people uh, people can't see through it. But uh, it's kind of I, I guess I kind of strayed from the question. But no, I think you're right. But we just this politics are completely different than they were 10, 20, 30 years ago. I mean, we're not even looking at the same playing field. These I, you, just that reference that you had about you can't bribe them to do the right thing. That, that's what I'm talking. It's not just about buying people anymore. You're talking about true believers that have been, they're captured by the fulcrum of whatever mind control of yeah. partisanship. And it's, it's so deep. Um, in this yeah. same line of logic, Don, I want to talk a little bit about, and this just came to my mind because it's, it's been rolling around. I, I can't, I can't quite process what this uh, trucker boycott in New York was supposed to be. Mm-hmm. You know anything about this uh, Chicago Ray guy gets on, he's wearing his Trump hat and he's like, Hey, we're not going to take any loads to New York. And yeah. I know all these guys are refusing the loads. We're not going to take the semis to New York to drop things off. I remember watching this video because it gets passed around. And unfortunately this is um, <laughs> in my news because I I'm of the right. And so I see all this stuff and then I was cheering this guy. And I think, so, okay, just on the surface level, let's say he's right. So you're not going to deliver food and supplies to people in New York to punish them because of the judge there like that. I don't know how that's going to help. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But second of all, it just sounds like I'm a stranger in a strange land because I'm listening to this, this talk and this rhetoric and it's saying, you quit messing with Trump, quit doing this. (laughs) But and, and there's so much to unpack here because, you know, again, Trump's the guy that locked you down. He put Anthony Fauci in charge of the country. He said you weren't essentially you know, smashed the supply chain. I mean, 40 uh, percent of all the dollars ever created were created in his administration. I'm talking about the history of the U.S. Mm-hmm. So we got a, we got some things to unpack there, but um, it never happened. So, you know, uh, uh, thankfully, I, I don't think that's the right way to go about any of this. Um, you know, I did. I do respect what the Canadian truckers did. Yeah. Uh, I think that was a completely different thing, but you're because t- it, it wasn't based on a person. It was right. based on the persecution of all Canadians, you yeah. know, and about mandates and about government policy. And it wasn't about, oh, you, you know, so do you, did you dig into this at all? Is it, does it just, it just screamed to me that something was wrong with it. Yeah. Well, I, and my, my son was talking yesterday. He was watching, uh, I guess Alex Jones had a show uh, where he was claiming, oh, it's really, you know, this is really going to have an impact. But Alex Jones is famous for doing that, saying something really big and nothing ever happens. You know, he makes he makes way too many predictions. That's one of, I think, his biggest flaws where he's constantly saying something's going to happen that never does. And so you, you just kind of tune him out. But um, the Chicago guy that was leading that, I thought he backed off originally and said he wasn't going to lead it. But then my son was saying they had a pretty big uh, protest, which I think you're right that um, – it's kind of, I think, a, an error in judgment or whatever you want to call it, or maybe it was planned that way to do, because I don't know how you're going to get the support of the public if they can't get food or whatever. They're going to, it can make it very easy to demonize the truckers, much as, for instance, on the left, when the left blocks traffic over any issue at all, when they're laying down and you can't get where you need to go, it, most people don't care what you're, why you're protesting. You know, it doesn't matter. It's like, look, out of my way, I need to get somewhere. You're causing me inconvenience. So this is maybe even on a grander scale, because if you, know, if you have food shortages and you can bet if these people are legitimate protesters <clears throat> that the establishment will have, have given a gigantic weapon to be able to demonize them with. See, they're keeping food. You want to blame the truckers. Look at them. And uh, you're right. The difference in Canada, they really couldn't do that there because Canadians were protesting the lockdowns and you know the mandates and all that. Uh, this is you're right. This is a and that's the problem where. <laughs> 
what what little protest we have against the woke left is just centered around Trump, the personality. And that's the problem. That's why it goes nowhere, because for, especially for those of us that, you know, don't buy Trump, the personality. In my case, I think he's Trumpenstein. Uh, I can, you know, defend, you know, not defend him, but say it's unfair what's going on in the courts. They're all ridiculous, but not because I like Trump. And I don't even think he's, except I think he's part of the script. I think he's a, he's playing his part here. I think he's much an actor as Fannie Willis is. But uh, regardless, either way, it's right. But I, I can look at it. But that doesn't mean I support Trump. I saw what Trump did for four years. And I know how he, he still builds everything around himself. So he, and, and the fact that the Chicago Ray or whatever his name is, is saying they're not being fair to Trump. So, I mean, you're going to, you're going to withhold proof. I mean, all the other stuff that's happened in this country, you know, and uh, the fact that our civil liberties have been destroyed, you know, people, people have been, uh, have lost their jobs over social media posts and things like that. And not to mention the systemic corruption everywhere. You're, you're worried about Trump. That he's, they're unfair to him. At the personality, and you know, it's, it's I, I think that's very misguided, and it's it wouldn't be what I'd uh, choose, what hill I'd choose to fight on. No, it just seems like there's so much connection there with the the trucking industry and and American values, like because you're talking about small business, which is really the backbone of America. Uh, a lot of these entrepreneurs and and, and the 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 on time delivery of supplies. There's just so much that our country depends on truckers, and it seems like. If you want the 15 minute city reality, if you want the great reset, you got to go after some of these institutions. And what a what a better way to do that than to you know pit the truckers against people like the actual right. people that are on that are, are going to suffer for any of these type of boycotts. I just got a text from Billy. He's like the trucker thing was never going to happen. No, yeah, I don't well, think it was either. But it, it's like these test balloons that they throw. And I, I, I agree yeah. that there this decision in New York just absolute garbage. When you talk about any kind of semblance of, of being safe to invest or to, to borrow money or anything, <laughs> yes, yes. As a, there's lots of real estate investors. I think Grant Cardone and others, there are a bunch say, Hey, we're not going to underwrite anything else in New York city. Mm-hmm. Like just mm-hmm. because of this ruling, because it does set a precedence yes. for others that, you know, when you're going in for a loan, this is kind of the thing you do. You could try to amass as much, you know, on paper equity as I can. This is how much I can pay of back. Course. Everybody does. It's just a common, Every, if you yes. can show it, right. And, and, and in a lot of, a lot of times equity and wealth is subjective. It's going to change yes, by the market conditions. It changes by the appraisal. It, it, there's, and again, I'm not even sticking up for Trump. I'm just saying for the, for the, for all of us to be, to live in a yeah. world where there's any kind of justice at all, and if you've and you've written about this for years, but the injustice system, I can personally tell you when somebody says, oh, you know, um, I'm going to sue so and so. I'm like, you realize how hard that is. I mean, do you yeah. I mean, just to even even if the truth is on your side, even if you've yeah. got a great case, um, it's so hard to move anything real through the justice system. It's yep. it's very it's very much rigged. And these judges are partisan. Uh, they come from the same kind of class of people for the most part. It's very hard, to, and you see that that smirky judge. He's it's three hundred and what eighty six million dollar fine, and it, and it gains like yeah. interest every single day for what? And you know, can you get anybody off the street to explain what that fine is for? Meanwhile, no. the the powers that be and the central banksters, when they've they've stolen our wealth via inflation, it's just complete theft. But they've murdered. It's murder. When you're talking about the 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 choices that people on fixed income have had to make over the past five years, whether they're going to get meals or medicine because yeah. they, they lost the purchasing power that, and that no, and everybody's standing around with well, things went up in cost. So there's, you know, there's criminality at the top and all this stuff is a sideshow. And meanwhile, they're, cr- they're killing any semblance of the free market. Well, I don't yeah. even know why I use those terms anymore. I don't know what I use the free market for. <laughs> the but, market you know what I mean? It's like to, yeah. to have to do business to, and so who, who in their right mind is going to be yeah. going to New York City to do so? Yeah. That, that's that's the travesty of it, and you know I, yeah. I don't think the you know the trucker thing is is a sideshow, uh, and I, there's going to be more of that, by the way. And it's like I, they just try to they just try to do this at the border. Is anybody? Well, yeah, the White Wolf was White Wolf was mentioning in in the uh, chat as well. What happened? To, what happened to that trucker thing? I, I last I heard, they were told to go to the wrong place or something. I, I mean, it, we we were told what they're going to have. Uh, 15,000 or some ridiculous amount of trucks. I don't even know how many trucks in the country, but uh, that were going to go there. 
And I thought, well, if if anything remotely like that happens, that would be incredible. But it, again, these these stories, that's why I talk about all the time. They just they just they're forgotten. They go down the memory hole. What happened to them? That that was what happened to Abbott was look. It, it looked like Texas was ready for secession. I mean, he was you know sounding like Jefferson Davis and oh man, this is a what happened? I mean, nothing. I mean, it just it just it goes on to the next story. And so that's why people, I think, have trouble believing anything was real. But, but going to Trump is, uh, as far as again, it doesn't does, just look into the face of this. It doesn't matter if this is who who this is. And Trump again is a figure is a figurehead here. He's a symbolic representation of possible dissent. He's being prosecuted so that they can set the precedent for maybe prosecuting some of us in the future. And this is one way they can do it in terms of financial, doing things that everyone does. Trump, there was no crime here because uh, whatever Trump said about his assets or anything like that, he paid back his loan and the people he got loan from testified for him. I mean, this, people need to understand that. What was the crime? Other than that the, the mechanism of the court wanted to prosecute him. You had no witnesses saying he did anything wrong except for people saying Trump's a criminal, Trump's a criminal. This nonsense they always say. And uh, it just they hate his personality, which is what Trumpenstein Project was designed for. But you can't, how do you prosecute somebody for, even if he wildly inflated the value, as you said, everybody does that. And it doesn't matter because he paid the loan back on time. And the people who he who were his uh, debtors, they believed that he that it, I mean they, they that said we testified for him he did nothing wrong here so how do you, how do you and then you find him three hundred sixty million dollars for for what I mean people but it's possible now because they're using Trump because they built this impossible personality up they're setting precedents for doing it here they set a precedent for trying any of us for any kind of finance they could come up with you with your gold and silver thing they could come up with some. Certainly something, you know, as tangible as what they did with Trump, where you, if they don't have to have anybody complaining that you were that they were defrauded and and you actually paid the loan, whatever, and still prosecute you and then ruin your business, you know, in case Trump, Trump won't be ruined because he's, he's not going to pay anything anyhow. But even if he was, he has more than that. In your case or people, you know, at that level, they could ruin you doing this if they think you're a real dissenter. And then you had the E. Jean Carroll case where he, again, was fined millions over a, a woman who's clearly unbalanced. It, it, it belongs in one of the mental institutions that Reagan shut down back in the 80s. It just paints her trees blue and uh, you know has a cat named Vagina and a dog named Tits, uh, talks constantly about how rape is a fantasy. Some women enjoy it. Joked about it for years after Donald Trump supposedly raped her. Joked about Donald Trump and sex. On, on, on social media and couldn't even remember the year the incident happened. And she, he was found guilty. I mean, that should frighten every male in America because they, they can take any woman, 30, they can find some woman that said she knew me 30 years ago. And I, yeah, he raped me. I, I don't remember the year exactly, but that, and what, what, that's, that's, what am I supposed to do? I don't, I mean, that's, that's the problem. This sets a horrible precedent. People don't understand that. And uh, and it's the same basic thing in, in terms of what we're seeing with Fannie Willis, where they're talking about him. Uh, what what is, what is the wording of it? Uh, they tried to, they, the the way they're phrasing it that he conspired to overturn an election. Well, if you believe that an election was was fraudulent, that's what you are trying to do. You're trying to overturn the results of a fraudulent election. So, but they they the terminology here is that. Wanting to overturn an election, any election, is is a crime, and so all these things they're doing to him again, and it's not because he's this poor pathetic guy, and he they're so frightened of him becoming president again. That's what that's what the right thinks, but they're doing it symbolically, and and whatever, why ever they're doing it, we need to argue against it. But the problem is the people that hate Trump are cheering this on because they they know he's guilty. They know he's a criminal and they can't produce anything that he did criminally. I mean, you, he's got a, maybe a criminally obnoxious personality. But beyond that, what is what has he done as a crime? I mean, you, that, and they, that you can prove and they continue to do this and they, they're usually he's a perfect whipping boy. This is a Trumpenstein project. It should worry every one of us because they're setting whatever was left of the legal system is being shattered by this. Well, I agree with you. And it's the grift that keeps on giving. 
And if you look at the overall picture here, I mean, even starting with going back to the trucker deal and starting with that, how how much of these little crises and, and, the, and every time there's a persecution, every time there's a ruling, every time there's all that. And it just, again, that's that it's a money machine. You go back to, to stop the steal and every, all the time leading up to January 6th, a uh, quarter of a billion dollars. The first $8,000 you gave to the RNC went to Trump. It went to, it didn't go to, to a legal team. There was no legal team. It was, you know, Sidney Powell releasing the Kraken and Rudy Giuliani's hair dye falling into his eye. <laughs> yeah, yes. wasn't, wasn't, yeah. wasn't anything real about that. Now you, <laughs> and there what and Sydney Sydney Powell was under threat. What, what was she under threat of prosecution? She didn't do anything. That was the whole joke. All she did was talk about stuff. What can she be prosecuted for? She was she was just basically publicly saying there was fraud. It, that so that's a crime now. Rudy Giuliani is is uh, have to pay a what was it a hundred and some million dollars to two uh, campaign workers? What? Because he said. I mean this. They, they, but again, people who hate, who have Trump derangement syndrome, which is a real thing, a very real disease, a clinical disease, they should put it in the, all the medical textbooks because it's definitely real. Uh, they are willing to believe, they don't care. They don't care about the law. They don't care about logic. They know, they hate Trump and they want, they basically want him hanged in the public square is what they want. But lacking that, they want him in an orange jumpsuit. And they want to picture him getting raped by Bubba in prison and all the fantasies they have. That's what they want. And uh, they won't be satisfied until that happens. It doesn't matter that you that as much as you hate the guy, the, 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 the sad fact is he didn't do anything but tweet. Unless you're going to you know, try to prosecute him for stupid tweets, which shouldn't be a crime either. I, I don't know what you, but I know I'm like, you know, I'm in my own group here, the Trump agnostics, yeah. and we're the smallest minority group in, in the world. It's infuriating to me because, uh, you know, there's so much marketing and thing people we could reach if only we weren't <laughs> skeptical and have real analysis and uh, mm -hmm. leaving so much money on the table. But I have to because, you know, that's not how that's my conscience and uh, try to be as yeah. real as possible. Whenever I'm speaking to anyone, I'm going to give them my best analysis. And unfortunately, it's not uh, it's not it's not me wearing a, a MAGA hat no. put it that way. Um, yeah. Let's transition into the final story of the of the show here. Uh, in 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 light of everything that's going, we, of course we we have a country with no border, on purpose. Uh, we have a country that's uh, stepping in th through trip wires all over the world to set off uh, possible kinetic warfare for in wars that have no interest to the United States or the security of the United States. Just a self a suicidal. Basically, basically, our foreign policy is a suicide pact, and um, we uh, have this trillion-dollar foreign policy, trillion-dollar, you know, uh, defense budget. Uh, but uh, at the same time, uh, we keep having balloons fly over the United States with <laughs> impunity. Um, yeah. Which I guess, if you're in, if you're in the clown show, there's going to be balloons. But I see this newest report on this was out uh, in the last uh, day. Another spy balloon. U.S. military mo monitors high-altitude moving object after fighter aircraft dispatch. They dis dispatched them out of NORAD. This is coming from NSM. So what? What, what is your take on this? This is uh, a phenomenon that continues to happen. I, I said at the time, you know, the, the Chinese spy balloon. I just seemed to, again. I'm not. I'm not part of any intelligence agency, but it seems to me like that's a, a pretty. Um, you know, uh, what do you call it? conspicuous way of trying to spy on people. We have a slow moving balloon uh, that you can pretty much tell, uh, especially after the first time. I mean, apparently it took us a, a while the first time because I don't know how many states it went over before it was even reported. It's like, is this, I guess they thought it was a UFO or something, but uh, I don't, I don't get them doing uh, this way. And again, I, you know, we, I look at all this again. I think it's mass distraction. I don't think it, I don't think there is really I don't think there is such a thing as a spy balloon. I'd like to have it explained to me what's on the spy balloon. What are they doing and what can they do here beyond what let's say if it's from China, China has made uh, tremendous inroads on the United States. Why would they need to send us what are they looking at with the spy balloon? I mean, I'm <laughs> I'm, a, I'm with you on this. Donna. <laughs> Most of the time if we if you study history and and you study warfare in the past 100 years what you come across the term false flag and that's really embedded in every one of our conflicts. Yeah. So it's you should have a, a reaction your your first reaction to anything is like oh is this real? 
-hmm. Is this even, is this an outside threat? Because either it's allowed to happen or it's just completely made up. And I was just thinking while you were speaking about this. So you have this in this, this time frame of the balloon overlaps with the entire AT&T and other uh, cell yeah. phone provider outages yeah. that happen at the same yeah. time. And then you saw the, uh, the response from the FBI and others saying, uh, don't forget about China. Don't forget about China, which is interesting <laughs> because they've pivoted from Russia is the is the that was their mm -hmm. go-to and they've kind of pivoted away from that which is which is really a departure that's should be a little bit of alarm alarming to us especially you know if you in light of what you know about u.s china relations going back to right. to uh nixon and kissinger and uh the, uh, the sharing of intelligence and going back to 1979 with zigmund brzezinski and jimmy carter seating but there's a document from january 1st 1979 that just says taiwan is is it's they they're committing it to a one china policy we start reversing those things now which is really strange do are are we being primed donald jeffries are being primed to to see that uh, our infrastructure is under attack or that we're being spied spied upon what is this well i wish china would attack our infrastructure maybe they would be forced to rebuild it because we haven't touched <laughs> it in 60 years so maybe it'd be a good idea but um no i think uh China, again, the idea we know the inroads China has so much influence in Hollywood, for instance, in our media. Uh, they have influence in huge corporations in the sports world. The NBA, for instance, South Park did a whole spoof of that episode where they were uh, and LeBron James and all the players were scared to say anything negative about China. I don't know what kind of an enemy uh, they can, unlike Russia, who they thoroughly demonize and try to, you know, claim there's Russian disinformation everywhere. They have uh, incestuous ties with China all over the place. And China is the, the society they emulate. They would like to build uh, the new America, uh, America 3.0 or whatever. They would like to build it on the, uh, the template set by China. They, they this whole uh, agenda uh, on climate change is based around the new normal and lowered expectations. It's not about saving the environment. Otherwise, they might say something about China and India, which are the two biggest polluters on the planet. They never mention them because this isn't about climate change. Isn't actually about the climate. It's about it's about the people, lowered expectations, and they would love to have what uh, China has now with its people, where they pay them almost nothing. They have a long day. Uh, way longer than eight hours, and they uh, go back to their little bunk bed-sized cubicles. This is what they want for us. That's why you see these 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 millennials because they've priced housing uh, out of uh, the reach of all of them, most of all of them. So now they're buying little uh, you know tool shed type houses, tiny houses, and they're giving them cute names. In San Francisco, they have these uh, these chic uh, you know really tiny. Uh, I guess you call them apartments. They like closets and, uh, and they're charging an arm and a leg for them. So they're, they're getting once, especially once they get like the yuppies in, in, uh, in San Francisco to, to buy it, people will eventually start thinking, well, that's the cool thing to do. It's responsible, you know, minimalist living. They have a whole minimalist living. They have all these young people. they kind of have the hippie mentality that, you know, they've gone from communes to minimalist living. So all this is very really based on the, uh, the, the China, uh, template, you know, the, the example of China. And uh, so I don't know when they talk about a spy balloon, I, what, what would China be spying on with a balloon? First of all, what can you see from a balloon? I don't understand what they're looking to see. And, they, and they're not, the balloon isn't showing up over the Pentagon or something. I mean, so what, what, what exactly are there? Are they looking at cornfields or I don't even know where it was at, but what exactly are the Chinese? And nobody asked these questions. Oh, it's a Chinese spy balloon. What do you mean by that? First of all, why would you use a slow-moving China? This is not. I can see maybe using drone technology, maybe. But what what do you what do you do using a Chinese spy balloon? This is this is really kind of ancient technology. And what are you spying? But nobody asks that question. They just say the rights is yeah. We got to stop the Chinese uh, from uh, spying on us. And uh, and usually what that means is you know more restrictions. You know we need to watch. Well, you know we need to you know. We need to cut back and do, we need to sacrifice. We need to cut back a little bit on your liberties because uh, you know, what if we get another one of them Chinese spy balloons up in the air? You know, what are we going to do then? So nobody questions what, what are you talking about? Explain the Chinese spy balloon. What is it? 
And and has China denied that it was a spy balloon? I don't know. And and can we see the spy balloon? Does it have Chinese writing on it? What's on it? Is there a little uh, a camcorder or something? What 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 is on the Chinese spy balloon? Does it have any, yeah, does it have any weapons? I mean, this so I, just, I, I don't get it. So when they say, but this again, this, Americans have been conditioned to accept nonsensical explanations, and uh, this is just you know more. If, if you hear it's just, it's another distraction too because. Uh, as uh, White Wolf mentioned in the chat, the the, the uh, Texas uh, border, which that was, I was all hopped up about that two or three weeks ago because I thought, hey, maybe, maybe Abbott finally, uh, you know, he decided to get some resolve because he sure sounded like Jefferson Davis and uh, all these other people. Well, was it was it like twenty some states signed on with it or something like that? So and and even Republican governors like the uh, the Rhino and Utah. So it's like, wait, what? What is going on here? So what did that all mean? Because I, and then I got Who was it telling me? Uh, my friend, Bob Carnes, who might be listening to the show. And he's, he listens to some of these broadcasts. I, I forget the guy's name. Some of you all out there might know, but he claims there's a, there's a, a, there's a bunch of not bunch, but there are podcasters out there that have gone and uh, gone and traveled along the border and claim they don't see anybody coming across the border. Now, I, I mean, is this all a psyop? I, I, I have no idea what's going on, but there's there. And that's the problem is because this is such a student that I, I don't know if you saw that thing with the Texas Republican that uh, is uh, went out there herself, a former army vet and put barbed wire fence up along a, in a 10 foot opening or something. So people couldn't do it. And they had a, you know, Fox news breathlessly reported it. And it's just, I, I don't know. This whole that. thing, the whole thing is so stupid and if, where are the troops in the 150 countries? Bring them, station along there. Where's the deportation proceedings? But none of that's happening, and it's not going to happen under Trump because Trump is just going to bluster and talk. That's what he did when he was in the White House before. Well, we're, we're definitely on a collision course, uh, Don, with what all the consequences of, of the way this country's been run. Our civilization itself is on the line. And it seems that politics is uh, dead on arrival. It's uh, it can't be it can't be reached at this time. And I, I I feel like there's no outlet anywhere. So it's it's hard to even speculate on elections. Uh, I used to think about that stuff all the time. Political strategy uh, uh, strategy. Who's up? Who's down? I saw the the headlines on Drudge today. Is and it's Drudge guys. I understand what Drudge is, but I'm looking at Drudge because it's kind of like what does Operation Mockingbird want me to think about? right now that's kind of why i go to it but it, the headline is about um trump uh prosecuting uh nikki haley you know like <laughs> this is where like literally you have a, a, a and you and it's you're right it's an open question on the board we know i mean you can see the the border is not a psyop because i mean i in my opinion because you can see the evidence. yeah i, I would that's that's what i was shocked when he said that i said who i'd like to talk to these people what you know what <laughs> yeah but that but it's, you can see the evidence you know that's in real time especially in places when you live in Texas and uh, and seen the change there and seen the change in the country and seen you know, we have a demographic. Oh, yes, shift and, yes, yes. And that's and that's uh, part of the process, you know, where, you know, whether it's a great replacement or whatever you want to call it. It's just again, it's a weapons of mass immigration and they're using weaponizing people. Unfortunately, there's a lot of poor people. They're just weaponizing them and they're coming from places that we discussed many times that had coup d'etats and disruptions from the United States government and Western intelligence. Um, so. Don, as we close out, uh, you know, this is typical America unplugged fashion. We covered a lot of different stories. And uh, did you have anything else that you wanted to go over before we close? No, I, I, I wonder what what is Trump? I mean, again, I nobody uh, is more repulsed by Nikki Haley than I am. But what, what exactly would Trump <laughs> prosecute Nikki Haley for challenging him? I mean, that's, that's as dumb as his prosecutions. Well, and it goes, it kind of goes back to whatever, you know, the 2016 election is like, yeah, you'd be in jail, you know, and these, and then, you know, you fast forward after inaugurate, she's really good people, you know, like this. Yeah, is, oh, yeah. She's my UN ambassador. Yeah. And, yes, yes. and these institutions, folks, I mean, you, even if you are the president anymore, like, unless you fire everyone or, you know, unless you have some, like, you have the biggest um, temp temp agency in the in in the history of the world fill in for all these people that yeah, run yeah. the government. It's a, the continuity of government. The cog is uh, very much Marxist, statist, uh, globalist, whatever you want to call them. Um, right there in D.C., I don't think you can remove that. So I don't think anybody's going to do any 
damage uh, to any political opponent from Trump or whatever if he's reelected. By the way, I think that looks more. I think it does look more likely that we're looking at because uh, if you if you rewind the tape a bit, go back to 2021, and we'll we'll close. I'll get your thoughts on this, Don, as we because we I know you don't like to make predictions, and I really don't either. But if you're putting your finger in the wind and testing the the climate right now, it seems that uh, you know the trajectory of Trump going into November looks pretty strong at this point. Uh, it's actually kind of yeah. surprising for me that we made it through the gauntlet. The Republican primary looks like it's sewn up. Uh, for the most part, I mean, maybe a little resistance here and there, but it looks like inevitable. Um, given that, you know, with if them keeping Biden, it's late in the game. They'd have to make a, a massive sea change now. I don't know that that's going to happen. I think they'll just ride this to the bottom. Um, but the ruling class and those who the controllers of, of the narrative and the controllers of this country, unfortunately, um, don't have this country's best interest at heart. I think we all know that's why we're here. Um talking about it but it, it would it would i think usher in a, a a great opportunity for them if he's uh, elected and because you look at the resistance only comes when people are like oh i don't have a you know trump in the white house is a great neutralizer it happened in, tw in 2020 for sure but it happened all through those oh who's playing 4d chess now it's a great opportunity for them to roll out more controls and uh that's the way i see it i see that as a as a clear and present danger any thoughts on that Don? Well, I, you know, again, I, I have no idea, you know, what they're planning to do because I, I haven't, I didn't, the last two elections, I would have never predicted uh, Trump and then Biden. But um, I think that uh, Robert F. Kennedy Jr., who's really, he's really flying under the radar at this point. And uh, he's gone, he does still interview, like, again, my son turned me on to this. So he, he finds a lot of good stuff. Uh, really, if you get a chance to check it out, go on YouTube and you can see uh, he was interviewed by Howie Mandel and his daughter, of all people. But uh, RFK Jr., except for Israel, I, I, and again, I can't figure that out other than somebody had a gun to his head. But at this point, I know it's going to offend a lot of people out there. Israel is not my main issue. OK, I mean, I, I think it's ridiculous, but there's so many problems in this country. RFK Jr., he sounded so impressive in that interview. You got to watch it. He sounded so much more. Uh, educated on the issues. And he's, I mean, he knows all he's talking about. He talked about all the vaccines and he talked about the, the health crisis, the chronic health disease in, in Americans and American children, things that he talked about things like, and I remember when I was a kid, there was no such thing as a peanut allergy. But by the time my kids came along, every table in the cafeteria had a big peanut on it. Uh, can't eat peanuts here. It's deadly. And that's the kind of stuff he talks about that nobody else is talking about. He talked about big pharma and he, he talks about the the World Economic Forum and all this. And uh, he is still polling. He claims he's, you know, he's still polling in the 20 percents. So by any of their uh, rules, he has to be included in any debates. So I, I don't see any debates happening because I, I, I can't see Trump and Biden attempting to debate him. Even with his vote and his, his vocal problems are getting better. I think he might have had another surgery or something. His voice sounded even stronger now. They can't possibly debate this guy. It's impossible. I mean, Trump would just call names and be ridiculous, and Biden wouldn't even know where he was at. I mean, I think even for the dumbed down American public, maybe a light would go off. So I, I don't know. I, I don't. I think RFK Jr. is the wild card here. I don't know why he's even still there. He's not being he before he was ridiculed more. Now he's just they're kind of ignoring him, and uh, he's not he's not as as. Uh, as high profile as what he was. So I, I think that because if assuming that any of the votes are legitimately counted, uh, RFK Jr., I think, would take more votes from Trump, I would imagine. I don't know. Even though he was a Democrat, I don't I don't see him taking any, any more votes from Biden. But I don't know. So I think that would maybe uh, hurt Trump. But again, I, I have no idea. And it's it's it is interesting. Uh, I'll, I'll give them that. And, and having Kennedy in there makes it more interesting, but I would urge everybody to watch that interview. And, and if you do, I think you'll see that uh, why I still remain attracted to him because he, he's just impressive. You know, he, it, it maybe, and again, maybe it's all fake, but unlike the other candidates, he is really well read. He knows he can throw this numbers out there. He can, he, he has a grasp of history, which all the Kennedys do. And uh, or most of them. And uh, so I, at any rate, I, I, I think I would I would look at and Of course, I, I know it's it would be like uh, 
it, it would be the biggest fantasy in the world. It would be like me winning a write-in election for Congress for, to let RFK, to, for RFK Jr. to win the presidency. And of course, if he did, all of us, including me, would automatically say, well, okay, I guess they got him too. He's <laughs> that, That's how jaded we are. If our guy yeah. wins, we have to assume, well, he, <laughs> he would, otherwise he wouldn't have been allowed to win. So at times, I don't even know why I discuss politics because that's, that's how cynical we've become. And there's with good reason. Absolute good reason. I mean, you just reverse engineer the last uh, five years and it's enough to say I'm out. I don't want to even pay attention. It doesn't make any sense. Uh, and then again, you upset people. There's, there's it's just, we might as well just talk about UFOs, but we have to, it's what we do. We, 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 we study the news. We study the headlines for, because of Sun Tzu's maximum, know your enemy, ladies and gents. Uh, Don, you want to shout out anybody in your YouTube chat or Oh okay. yeah, we got well, we got all the a lot of the usual people: White Wolf, Karen Carpenter, Sam's Bodie's Tree, uh, JT, Jackson T. Barrett, Kian and Nata. Now what? Uh, Harlan Stonewall. Uh, I think I saw. I think I saw a couple others I hadn't seen before. Oh, oh, my friend from across the pond, O.R. Busy. He, he'll he message me and tell me what time it is in England a lot of times. Good to see you, O.R. I don't know what time it is now, but I, I don't think it's a great hour, so glad you're here. <laughs> uh, Gam Wolferts. I don't recognize that name. Uh, I think there was one or two others that I had not heard of before or I didn't recognize. Oh, Harf, our friend Harps. We know him. And Jody Taylor. Um, and we've had a lot of uh, activity over on uh, Rocksfin too. Denise Wolsey, yeah. Okay. On okay. Yes, well. And Deborah I mean, Wheeler, too, was there. Yeah. Yeah. I, I want to thank everybody on Rockfin too. Tom Cooper, Freethinker59 is over there. Uh, Birdhouse Blues. I say Birdhouse Blues. They said America Unplugged always starts fashionably late, but uh, better late than never. We're sorry about that. I'm, I'm working. <laughs> yeah. I'm working. Maybe we'll just make a pact between myself and Billy and Don to be, to be, uh, you know, more present. Uh, maybe uh, ten minutes early instead of three minutes early. We usually just get in the back office and say, "Okay, headlines one, two, three, let's go." Uh, mm. Tom Cooper, Wayne McCroy, Rhonda Tate, uh, so many. Patrick S. over in the America Unplugged chat. I appreciate that. I want to. I want to say too. I'll go back to um, <laughs> to our chat over here on on YouTube that I'm seeing on the screen. And I want to say it was, I was at Harlan Stowall. It says, uh, the, the grift that keeps on giving, that should be a t-shirt, Tony. Well, I'm, thank you. Somebody got my joke. It's the grift that keeps on giving. I, I, I've used it a few times. didn't get any laughs, but thank you yeah. for noticing Harlan. Um, we'll have Billy back next week, folks. So uh, be sure and download the podcast, go and subscribe to America Unplugged on, on anywhere podcasts are found. Please do that. Leave us a review. It helps the algorithms. I mean, this is like us three putting our shows up on a, on a, on an RSS feed, we got to fight all sorts of, uh, of persecution and, uh, you know, shadow banning and outright banning. And so, uh, go give us a, yep. please give us a review. If you like the show. Um, I know Don's work. I've got some stuff I'm going to be loading up for Don here later in the weekend. So, uh, you can always find all of Don Jeffrey's work on the America unplugged channel. Uh, this show is sponsored by my company, which is uh, wise wolf, gold and silver and Wolfpack dot gold, Wolfpack dot gold memberships, for precious metals if you know anything about uh, fiat currencies where the average lifespan of a fiat currency is 26 years the dollar is the oldest living fiat currency in the world all fiat currencies go to zero so you should think about housing some value when you got some of those uh, luciferian banks you know, turn them into actual real money go to wolfpack.gold and there's a uh, 1776 is the promo code for free silver so uh, that's it's one way to support the show and i'll i'll be giving don's going to get a link soon you can support don jeffries through Wolfpack. As soon as I get five minutes, I'll get Don's new link. Uh, we appreciate everybody for tuning in. Don, did you have any? You want to talk about your Substack? And yeah, I, and also Chris Early uh, that that showed and said he was on Facebook over there. So glad. I, I don't know. I guess nobody else was. But uh, so um, yeah, I I uh, and masking the truth continues. They just keep continue to ratchet up the shadow ban. I've talked about uh, Barnes and Noble disappeared the book completely. It's not there anymore. They won't give us an explanation. They won't even answer us. And now Amazon has uh, just disappeared the Kindle version. So I guess you can't get an ebook anymore. And again, there's no explanation. The paperback's still up there. They've already blocked lots of uh, reviews from going there. Libraries have been difficult. So anything you can do to help out 
uh, masking the truth, get the word out there and try, if you have uh, try to hit up these bigger platforms, Stu Peters and people like that, that, that should be interested in this book. This should be the book they were waiting for, but they're not. They're just ignoring it. And uh, maybe because they don't think I'm big enough or whatever, but so uh, anything you can do to help is fine. And Substack is the only place I'm not being shadow banned. The only place I'm being allowed to grow my audience and that is donaldjeffries.substack.com. There, there's Tony's got it exactly, and uh, it's it's just called I protest, just like the my weekly live streaming show here on these same fine platforms. Donaldjeffries.substack.com. Please help me there. Subscribe there, and I'm just about to put a new, uh, uh, sure to be controversial, a new thought crime out there for you about Fannie Willis and George Floyd and uh, everything else. Everything I write is a thought crime. So uh, thought criminals in the world uh, unite because everybody listening to this is a thought criminal. So we have to stick together. Well, thank you, Don. Thanks for being here. And uh, shout out to Billy Ray. I enjoy your Trump shoes. Okay. I want to see pics. You got to get those out. But wear them next week to the show. We're going to want to see your uh, your new kicks, Billy Ray. I'm going to see if I can play us out, Don, and put everything together here to close out the show. Thank you, ladies and gentlemen. Thanks for being here. Don't yeah. burn the place down uh, while we're gone. Okay. <laughs> Talk to you soon.